Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Hello It's me I was wondering, since you were running your mouth, you'd like to meet to go over everything. Now you're calling yourself a healer, but you ain't done much healing. Hello, can you hear me? I'm in central London thinking about how I'd clear out your teeth. From a close distance between us, I'll done your dance this time. Your hair's receding from the sides, from the braids you've done a thousand times. Don't tell me you're sorry, shouldn't have tried me to start, but when I'm done, you'll never run your mouth fast anymore. Oi! 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 Grammy! Grammy nominated, Grammy winning baby girl. Are you mad? Are you not? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Man, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Come and give them the vocalization of the vocalizations. That, no, that has to, that has to be taken itself into, you know, not just banger, but banger. You know, like that's what them men are calling it in France. Le banger. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Woo. Honestly, I feel like every week I'm almost out doing myself. Like, how did I do that? I hope that your eardrums are okay because when I had to go there to go and meet my Jamaican queen Adele up in them notes, whoo. Thank God for a strong pelvic floor because I would have weed a little. Them notes are high, fam. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, suck your mum. And it is me, Kalechi, in a bumper car place to be. I'm really, really glad to be recording another episode. I feel energised, I feel like a baby girl. I don't know, I just, I don't know, maybe because Venus is stationed direct, it's taken her beautiful foot off my neck. I just feel... Yeah, I just feel a bit better, a bit more clear in life. Um, I went to the, I was the host of the Black Stage uh, Showcase, the Pole Showcase last night, actually, that um, at the Albany Theatre, courtesy of Layla, aka Cutie Whippingham. Um, 
she did a fantastic job. My Virgo baby girl, she did an incredible job of organizing such an amazing event. And it was so great to see black um, and, um, you know, POC uh, poll performers, like, because a lot of like poll events, a lot of poll showcases, poll competitions, they tend to be so white, so, so white. And they'll swear up and down that, oh, it's just because we didn't know where to find the common, no, 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 no there are black um and um you know not there are non-white dancers everywhere everywhere and somehow you lot are missing them so for Layla to um, organize such an incredible um uh event with um in partnership with Nike like they gave us some cute shit and um they were really really gracious they were giving everybody um like four track suits that that had black stage pole on it loving it um as well as air forces now See me around in my Air Force One. Big boy. Oh, big tune. Nelly, big up yourself. Well, that was the whole crew, wasn't it? What were they called? The the lunatics or the... They Saint Lunatics? The, the, the Saint Louis? I might... I, I, you'll correct me anyway. But, you know, Nelly and all of his boys. No matter what I do, all I think about is you. Oh, that actually... I think that pertains to this tarot today. Oh, anyway. So, um, an amazing event. Nike gave us all of these things. Air Force Ones, white Air Force Ones. But you you lot know me. I can't take a white shoe. I've got one white pair of trainers, but the colorway is pink at the bottom. And again, that was gifted to me by Nike from another event. So, I seem to, like, get free Nike shoes. But I was just like, you know, it doesn't sit well with me to wear white shoes. So, they actually got me um, this really, really beautiful kind of like beige, like rose gold. My Yeah, my, my Air Force is a rose gold with a metallic rose gold tick. Oh, can't wait to be flossing. And when I tell you I've got this, um, this nice, uh, I can't call it, is it terry cloth or velour? No, terry cloth. I've got this um, tracksuit that um, from Arquette. Just simple. You know when you just want to do simple, simple, but cute, simple, like a bit quality simple so I got that uh velour tracksuit and now paired with my rose gold because I was wearing it with my Bottega Veneta (laughs) my Bottega Veneta um puddle shoes they like they look like cutaway Wellington boots my mum got me them for my birthday was a delayed birthday present um let me take this off it was a delayed birthday present and um or a belated birthday present so she got me that and I've been wearing it with that but um now that i've got the rose gold air forces oi man's gonna be stepping up in at a place but overall just an amazing event from Layla. beautiful performances love all the gifts that nike gave us like only she could get nike to like partner and do something so amazing i've used amazing so many times but honestly it truly was and i loved hosting it was an honor to be part of um her vision and i'm looking forward to like the next one because you know that was a sold out event at the albany so we need layla to go even bigger because she's very very capable of doing so so two slaps on layla's chest we haven't even reached show your magnificence but i just had to big her up i picked her up on the show numerous times but you know had to big that up um ted lasso is going well big up sarah niles our black british acting queen um doing incredible work on um ted lasso oh it's so nice it's like oh i really love seeing people that i know on tv like or watching a series and just being like oh look at them being amazing and like proper embodying the character and stuff oh i proper love it 
I love it. Uh, what else have I been watching? Obviously, I've been watching and just like that. So I think, are we on the penultimate episode? Yeah. So then we've got the final episode coming out this week. Um, Steve is too good for Miranda and all of the people them. Um, there was something about what he was wearing in that scene where they were painting the, the, the building. I was like, wait, I said the other day that you know, he used to be a spice back in the day, but not that he's clapped now, but I, I think he's still a spice. It might be something to do with the forearms, but yeah. Anyway, loving, loving all of that, loving all of what's going on there. It's like, it's, it's, it's giving what I would expect it to give all these years later, you know, like it's, it is what it is. You know, there's nothing to me that's mind blowing about it. It is just what it is. Um, I personally feel like I could have written written certain parts better, but nobody asked me, so I'll just keep my mouth shut there. Um, and back to Ted Lasso, actually. Roy Kent, fave, 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 absolute fave. The black guy, is it Toby Jimor? I really, Toheeb, I think it's Toheeb Jimor. I, I really like him. I think he's a good actor and he's so cute. But Roy Kent, yeah, that's my fave. Just the character in and of itself, that's my fave. Like, can't can't go into why i just think that he's great um anyway let's get to the tarot then for this week so i just said you know spirit wagwan what you want me to let the people know let's do it and uh the cards that came out we've got the king of pentacles we've got the knight of pentacles in reverse we've got the king of cups and then we've got the chariot in reverse at the bottom of the deck we've got the judgment card very interesting for me because it just is so it's like knights 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 kings sorry knights and kings it very much feels like we're looking at men but it might not be but it just feels like that for me what what comes through is that for some people you're trying to make a choice between people let's put it that way so there's the earth energy there's somebody that's a bit more grounded and there's somebody that is a bit more I don't know, they're very into their feelings and then you're sort of there in the middle as the Knight of Pentacles, like not really knowing where to go with your coin, not really, because you are, you are a gift in and of yourself and it's just like, where do I go with this abundance that I have? I don't really know. And so it feels like a choice between either people or places. So for some, it might be a case of like, do I choose the job that is just, it's going to be, um, help me to be financially stable or do I choose the, um, the job where like, I feel more emotionally fulfilled. I don't get as much money, but it's something that makes like fuels my creativity makes me feel great. Like, do I do that? And it looks like one of them requires some kind of relocation. Right. And yeah, so for some, it's a choice between people and for some, it's a choice between places um, and not quite knowing where to go from there. And that's why the chariot is in reverse. Um, there's no rush. There's no rush. There's a thing about life where we feel like everything must be boom, boom, boom. Like we have to we have to know straight away. Um, and life sometimes isn't about like getting the answers straight away, but rather like living into the questions like you discover so much more about yourself when you're just willing to kind of see what questions come up and I just think that especially for those of you who are like maybe dating um dating or maybe you're thinking about reconciling with somebody that maybe you've, you you parted with things like that again there is no rush in time is a construct right and 
I think that it's more about finding experiences as opposed to finding quote unquote time. So giving yourself the space to just enjoy and see what is um as long as it makes sense to you and it's not harming anybody you can just take your time you know see you know feel things out you don't have to kind of like be rushing forward and zooming forward like see where you're see what opportunities come forward and remember that you are also a gift and you want to be where you can thrive if you think of about yourself like a plant but obviously don't take me seriously on this because you all know that I'm a plant killer 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 um if you think about yourself as a plant where in which environment are you going to thrive right it's not just about looking cute and being there and then three weeks later you're wilting think about where in the long term you will thrive but at the same time again with plants but again take my word very very loosely on this because i don't know a motherfucking thing but the the analogy that's coming to my mind is that like the same way that you might have a plant in the bedroom and you're like oh i think that it's gonna do really well here because of the sunlight or whatever and actually the plant doesn't like being there in the bedroom so you move it somewhere else in the house and then it starts doing better there then maybe the season's changing like okay it doesn't want to be there anymore let's find somewhere else you have to be open to to like being in different environments like no environment is constant like you might find that you need to be in different places you need to be around different people at different times um yeah so it it, is just one of those things that there's no rush to it but judgment card at the bottom of the deck is very much saying that yeah at some point you are going to need to make a decision you are definitely going to be need to make a decision no one's a dickhead out here like you are going to need to make a decision at some point but there is no rush to that because you are still waking up to yourself you're still waking up to who you are the panoramic the panacotta has really made people think you know a lot during lockdown about like who am i like outside of all of these paradigms like who am i and so that is an exploration if you imagine how many years you've been alive without really sitting very deeply into that question you're going to need to give yourself a little bit of time to figure out what that you know what that question could be and what other um sub questions kind of come up as a result of that and yeah like just give yourself ease up on yourself ease up on yourself and um yeah just just let things be as they are like life isn't just like black and white sometimes it's about existing in the gray um and we want things to be this or that and we start forcing like these false binaries upon things rather than just understanding that life just kind of moves it kind of moves and shifts and we um the beauty of life is that we move and shift with it if we're smart if we're not and we try to remain rigid usually you'll get engulfed in any um, in everything anyway and you will be moved you know so yeah that's that for the tarot so this week in share your magnificence is actually very um it's very touching it's very moving so i would say take your time with it because we do speak about um we do speak about lost um yeah so yeah like um this week i'm speaking with chidiogo akunyili pa Uh, She is a Nigerian-Canadian author, speaker and consultant uh, with a passion for human development and connection. She's the founder of She Roars, 
an organization committed to coaching women of color around the world to connect to their intuition and purpose. Um, her work is focused on harnessing the power of our interdependence with the foundation in the humanist African philosophy of Ubuntu, which celebrates our shared humanity. Uh, Chidiogo has worked in many, many places. And whew, when I like I was reading up on her and it says that she speaks seven languages, including Mandarin, German, Spanish and French. I said, Jesus, even on this show, sometimes I'm struggling to speak English. You all saw how conservatorship, conserva- conservatorship was kicking my ass. Right. And here's Chidiogo speaking um, seven fucking languages. I mean, I do speak baby girl and I do speak bad man. I take back chat. So there's that. Um, but no, ge- no, generally speaking, I, ju- I just think that's incredible. I just think she, um, from interviewing her, from chatting with her, it's, it was just an incredible experience. Um, but the reason I was speaking with her, although we don't have the book out officially in um, the UK, I, my attention was brought to her through our baby girl, Annie. And um, uh, Chidiogo has a book out now called I Am Because We Are, an African mother's fight for the soul of a nation. So the book is actually based, um, so it's a memoir, but it's an interesting memoir because the memoir is not about um, Chidiogo's life. It's actually about her mother's life, Dora. Um, and her mother did amazing things in Nigeria, fighting, you know, the, the, just the, the catastrophe that was like fake medication, fake food, expired food that was being like, you know sold to the country's poorest people and people were dying you know like people were dying and and raw like people just felt it was okay and actually dora um her sister so chidiogo's auntie she had she was a diabetic and she ended up dying because she got fake insulin um and this when i read about that that really struck a chord with me because when my dad was ill I kept sending money to Nigeria for them to get him his things to kind of buy his medication. And I just didn't understand why, what was happening and why things weren't, you know, working. And while I feel like some people were just teething my money on one end, it's also being able to get the good quality medication that could have like helped him. But um, yeah, so it just, yeah, it really, really struck a chord. But when I was absolutely finished was when I read about, um, Chidiogo's dad being killed um in November was it like last year he was killed 2021 and he was a doctor in um I think it was an Amber estate and so both her parents are gone like from this physical realm but both of them have done such incredible work um and left such incredible energy here for people to take on and move forward with and that energy I feel like is channeled through Chidiogo so two slaps on your chest for doing what you do but anyway I'd like you to now listen to the conversation that I have with um Chidiogo and in there we do a mini tarot as well but yeah do take it easy because it's a beautiful conversation but yeah there is there is a lot there and yeah I'll catch you in a bit okay are we gonna do tarot Oh, do you want to do tarot? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. So if, you, if you say that, I'll have it here. <laughs> I mean, all my decks yeah. are by the window, so it's perfect. <laughs> cool. No, I'm so glad, um, you know, that we get to chat today. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Um, I just love 
you know, the work that you've been doing and what you've been putting out into the world. And I'm very much looking forward to um, being able to experience uh, I Am Because We Are, which is your um, debut memoir. Yeah, but the the it's interesting in terms of memoirs because it's not the memoir about you, it's the memoir about your mother. Indeed, indeed. Yes. And um, your, ma and your mother, an incredible woman who, as you describe, you know, her legacy, it, it's um, an individual that saw so many injustices, especially what happened to her sister, um, which kind of, you know, set the fire off within her even more to see change happen around her. So an like an individual experience that then went on to inform, you know, a collective experience is that how you would maybe describe it or how would you describe it i think it's a beautiful way of describing it and thank you for having me uh <laughs> you know in very in many ways it captures that title of i am because we are because it speaks to the i being interwoven into the we so that individual experience is perhaps never individual her life story ripples through other people's via that individual experience so everything is interconnected and that's the wisdom of uh, the african uh, humanist uh, philosophy of ubuntu i am because we are yeah yeah and and it's it's an incredible thing to think about I me mean, we hear it around christmas time across the diaspora you know ubuntu and i don't think people really take it in i don't think that they take in to uh, accounts, you know, many people do, of course, throughout the decades and uh, centuries, in fact. But, you know, when we're thinking about the modern age, mainstream culture, we're not really taking on those narratives or absorbing them as much as we should about the fact that really the only way um, out of this is through. And we only go through together. It's not a portal that opens for just one of us. It's almost like a, a collective DNA that allows us all to um, to go through together, but we can't leave anybody behind. And at the moment, I feel mm. like a lot of people are stuck in the idea that, no, 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 I'm going through. I don't know what the rest of you man are doing, but I'm going through. <laughs> and, um, mm. you know, that's not what your, um, your mother, Dora, that's not what was put forward. Not at all. On the contrary, right? Because the work she did was um, she, she, she became really known for battling fake drugs in Nigeria, not just fake drugs, fake foods, think fake infant mm. formula um, that is powder, think uh, fake uh, insulin that killed her sister, antibiotics, um, the food you're eating expired, things that people were putting in their bodies and dying in millions. And, you know, just not not knowing what was happening but ultimately was that what people were consuming was not safe and on the contrary so she understood that life is precious and life has such potential and that in it together is everyone counts and we don't get to discard people for profit for the eye for the individual personal goals let alone for money and you know this 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 rejection of money over people was seen in all the, the different ways she works and how she always said no to bribes right mm. and different and this is also how she got the job because she returned money that didn't belong to her because she always believed a value that was very strong from growing up in the village of the collective is greater than my own um 
desires and we must protect um, this value of integrity and and truth right mm. uh, so in many ways it's something that's found fundamental in how she was raised in her belief system and in some ways in our collective belief system but that's been eroded over time and I think her story is reclaiming that for us right because it's very easy for us to think of words like corruption yeah yeah in African setting but in actual this we that's not who we were this is a a, a recent story it's a recent African story uh, that of corruption and and um the, the, the decay that comes with it. And I think her story reclaims for us that it's not where we come from. And this was something she embodied fully and, and inspired so many. And it showed the, the values of living a life that is true to some of these truths shines through her life story and the impact she was able to have by being true and honest. Yeah, no, thank you. That's incredibly beautiful um from you as as the as the you know almost like a as a vessel that your mother's love was poured into and then you go out to pour it into the rest of the world it sometimes I think about that that the work we do should be able to live beyond us whether it's through our children and you know having a um, young son as, as well um you know or having a young child myself like you, you're thinking about the fact that you want your the light to keep going even when you're physically not here and we see that you know like we see the light in you that your that your mother your that your parents brought through and ancestors that come beyond you know before that and so we carry on that story we carry on that light even though other people want to dim it snuff it out take it out because um you know I know that the process of writing a book takes a while and then you've written, you know, about your mother's incredible life. And then I read about the tragic murder of your father last year, late last year. And it broke my heart because it's just like the, the good, you know, we, 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 we remain hopeful. And it's like the people who persevere with, um, with, with good, with kind, with light. It, it's so painful for others to withstand and you know first and foremost I want to offer my condolences and mm. you know I read what you wrote about your dad and yeah it it made me cry because you know having had a dad my dad passed on but you know um through illness and through um an inability of uh the, of the country really to be able to support men like him even though they've given so much of their life throughout their life you know mm. but then reading about you know th that manifesting in such a violent manner um, regarding your father I can't imagine how it feels for you so in terms of loss and grief and mourning how do you um, make space or invite hope in in those moments where it feels like it just might be kind of trying to teeter away it's, it was interesting for me and thank you thank you so much for giving me just time to even reflect on some of what might come through so when my father passed I'll use that word um a lot of people were like I can't you know in a time when 
everybody was very open to receiving or, or hearing your anger and frustration and perhaps just hear you give up on the contrary that I was able to console others and speak from a place of uh, um, an invitation to heal in talking about you know how the person who pulled the trigger is because something is broken in our system in us that causes the young man whoever he might be to do to commit such a an atrocity against an elder um for what probably is money somehow um that he's paid to do that so it's just you know and I think this is something I learned from my parents, hope. And if you read my mother's story, to take it back to her, she went through so much tragedy in her own life. Um, she lost her parents through the Biafra War, lived through that, lost, um, lost her sister through fake drugs, all of this at a young age and then the war her family lost everything and they had built her father had worked really hard to build up an empire for himself he lost it all they were homeless at some point and she never gave up and she went through also some personal challenges in her life beyond that some deep pain and hurt and and mourning never gave up so in some ways, I to your point on what we bequeath our children, I think, and I know that's something that my parents gave me, is that gift of knowing that when we don't have, we don't have to give up even when things get and feel like it's easier to do just that. And, you know, yeah. the Christian part of my mom would bring up Job, you know, that's her favorite mm. passage. And if you don't know about Job, you know, it's, it's, this man was tempted or to deny God and all manners of awful things happened to him and he never gave up. Is that the right? It's Job. Right? Yeah, that's Job. Yeah, that's Job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, is Job all the one that went in the whale? Is Job the one that right so there is already those those teachings that things can get really awful and in our case it got really bad and it made I spoke to him the day before and he was killed on my birthday and it was yeah. senseless and it was awful but I think that even that invites me even more so and I hope us all to not just going to hope but going to active hope yeah right it's like something can mm. act activated in me we need to do some more it can we can't just keep having these table conversations and how awful things are like what am i doing and this book is part of my stepping in and all the ways that i'm showing up it's just because all of us are needed to challenge this status quo of the old leadership that just does not serve us and all the old ways and the old narratives that don't serve the story that is wanting to be born of not just the new Nigeria, because many speak to when Nigeria wakes up, you know, like when the giant like stands up, the continent, you know, is on the move. So I think Nigeria has a really special role in the awakening that is 
is I feel is needed. And I think by extension, the continent of Africa being this cradle of civilization, of humanity with such a rich history of of you of 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 our shared humanity going back to that word ubuntu i believe mm. that africa coming into herself is going to be the healing that the world as a whole needs yeah. so we matter that much and i believe that my father's death in some ways has been a wake up call to many who might have been a little bit just apathetic if that's a word in this moment but it did something to people and I hope and I trust that at the very least his death was not in vain amen amen and and I I, I see that um just through you I just think that you know people throw around so many different words um you know formidable and when I was, you know, reading up on you and getting really excited to to be in conversation with you, I thought about that word. But I thought about the being formidable with, with a with a strength in love, you know, because as I said, reading um, your writing as reading what happened to your father, I, I I just I could feel my throat trying to close up, and then I got to the bit where you said um, the man who pulled the trigger is because we are. The senselessness and the injustice of his action, his anger and his violence are because they are mirrored in the world around him. True justice will come if we address the problems that drive a man to commit such a violent act for no reason than he can. And the insight that you have there is extraordinary. But to me, it's the love that that insists on um, permeating through those words that that is what got me and and it just allowed allowed for something in me to open that even in the midst Mm. of grief what we are doing is that we are understanding our interconnectedness with other human beings and I think that yes you you one would say rightfully you would feel anger you would feel all of these things that almost detach us you know disconnects us from what is happening but what you did was you you've taken us into actually no 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 before we start doing that person is a villain mm-hmm. and I'm this and I'm that and this is this and this is that. Let us understand that this could have only happened because of the world that we are complicit in, you know, in, in creating. We are complicit in creating a reality that is not serving us, that is breaking us. And it's taking those who we love um, from us um, because other people feel unloved. And, and, you know, where do we go? But you leave us with that, as you say, about, about hope. And but it's it's an active hope. It's none of this like oh well thoughts and prayers. No 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 thoughts and prayers. And come on, let's let's get to moving. Let's let's get to working. You know, um, and you know. So I thank you. I thank you for that. And um, you know, just thank you for 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 being for being. Um, you know, and for holding so much within you. Um, and and sharing that with us. It's truly appreciated. Mm. receiving that thank you for sharing and i'm allowing myself to fully um receive that reflection and i trust that the road ahead is long and i'm here for this work and it's a beautiful part of our journey to reflect each other so thanks for doing that for me and um it's 
it's been a journey in itself of trusting that that within myself to speak truth so when my father in this my father um passed mm. to go a little deeper and that's been a journey and it's something that i trust that is a powerful journey for all of us to go deep within ourselves and hear that which feels true beyond um, you know, the things that mask us. I really like how you reflected it. Sometimes we mask our true, our true um, voice with all sorts of masks. And it could be anger, it could be um, unaddressed pain, it could be um, it could be addiction, and it goes on and on. And there's no judgment here. Mm. It's just to say that I've been on a journey of tuning into that inner wisdom and allowing her to speak and it's always beautiful to know when it does how much that can connect to other people and it allows me to trust even more to connect to that voice and um, I trust this book has also been an incredible opportunity to do that and yeah I think there's something about us tuning into um, the, the, you know, you talked about how we're, you're, what you bequeath your children, we carry our ancestors within us. And mm. in this time, that's your words, like that we can't be complacent anymore. We are imploding and it's a greater mm. we on a global scale. Things are not well. I, f- I feel we're being guided from beyond time to have the mm. strength that we need in this time to step into the role that is needed. I see that in our children being born. I see that in the children that are being born and in ourselves. And and I hope that we can trust that calling. And I trust that it begins with listening to that beyond the noise of the emotions that are real and we must honor, but we mustn't dwell on. Yes, truly, truly. We we honor them and, and we we think about a way forward um and a way through so um yeah thank you um so we were talking about tarot <laughs> we were talking about tarot earlier i wasn't even expecting you to have um known about it so this is good this is really good um <laughs> as tarot is my was my babe um so i've got my tarot cards here well a deck a, a specific deck so i've got the afro goddess tarot uh, deck here and um i would be honored to shuffle it i'm just going to place my phone down i'd be honored to shuffle mm-hmm. for you if you um give me something to set our intentions on mm. i would love to the intention is what is needed to be heard that it might come through what is needed to be heard okay spirit So the cards that have come out um, so far, we've got, oh, there's another one underneath here that I didn't even see. And what is that one? Um, the Ace of Swords in reverse. Okay, so I'll show you the cards that we've got here in my mic. We've got this one, absolutely beautiful, and I love it for us. That's the Emperor card. 
Um, it's numbered as the fourth card of the tarot deck, but it's the fifth card. But, um, you know, so the emperor card represents father. So we'll talk about that shortly. And then we've got the goddess of swords here. Mm. And then we've got the four of pentacles. Uh, then mm. we've got the wheel of fortune. And then we've got the ace of swords in reverse that all came out. So we'll start with what we see here. The the emperor coming out i think is significant as we were just talking about father and it's um to me it feels like more of just a reminder that he's always with you i think that sometimes as we know like things happen in such a shocking and one would say untimely way um but the emperor being present is that the the the, the force that is working through you and around you is stronger than ever and this is you as the goddess of swords this is somebody that's very very much in control of their intellectual um sensibilities and capacities and capabilities right and you see her in her white dress and holding um her sword and ready to go forward she's going forward while if i take these images together we see that the emperor is behind her you're able to go forward because they're you know uh, i remember oprah saying that time like i come as one bystander's ten thousand what is needing to be heard is that you are not alone as lonely as um things might feel sometimes not all the time but there might be those moments where you just catch yourself and you're just like rah on a big man level my parents aren't here but it's been reminded that like your um you 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 stand as one but you come as 10,000 there were people that you know our ancestors um, our ancestors as we say that live within us that um they live within us and in and around us so everywhere you go they have gone before you and they're also behind you as you're going in so everything will start mm. to kind of have that and then we've got the four of pentacles saying that there's a foundation being set you know, foundation. Uh, the four is about strong foundations. It's about it's about legacy, and it's also about um, financial security as well. And the idea that, you know, sometimes we have to be real about things. There are things that we want to do in this life, and to be able to do it, we need to know that we ourselves are going to be okay as we go ahead to do these things. And so, this is that reminder that yes, everything that you require materially will be provided onto you, and that would allow for. And you know, that's a message for all of us, really, because I feel like I'm getting dragged. Um, it's the idea that everything that we require will be provided to us as we go on this journey that we have chosen before we entered into this um into this particular reality when we existed in that space um where time and um as we know it is not in it does not exist right when we were in that space mm. we also chose that we would come and be part of this journey but along that journey we knew that as hard as it will be things will be provided for us along the way just to ease to ease us and to remind mm. us that not everything although it is a battle it does not mean that we are going to be left without you know like there will still be peace there will still be joy because in fact those are the things those are for want of i guess a better term but those that's part of our armory that's part of the, that's those are our tools i wouldn't even say weapons but those are our tools that we have available to us in order to do the work that we need to do so of course we will be provided with the things materially that allow us to have the peace of mind in order to think clearly enough so that we can be true channels of the the love and and the hope that we speak of you know otherwise mm. 
it's just a painful existence um and the wheel of fortune is here is to just to say like we i've mentioned portals earlier randomly but there's so many like the portal is open now for so many of us to step through and to bring others with us and in terms of like our individual experiences there are opportunities coming that you know will will surpass your own imagination it will surpass your own imagination but also allowing yourself to be that um portal so um the messages the ancestral messages can come through us i do that sometimes before i start writing before i do and mm. record a podcast episode i pray and i say that the mm. ancestors who are better versed at doing this thing mm. than i please use me as the vessel to do the thing as effectively as possible so it can touch the hearts and souls of those that it needs to reach and i'm always astounded by what then comes out later on and so then we've got the ace of swords in reverse which is saying this is no time for self-doubt this is no time for self-doubt the work has started the work has been going we're merely meeting the work being done and so to do what we have been tasked with and to do it with joy and to always know that the protection is there you know even when things might feel just that bit scary that's that thank you so much and what a powerful echo of what we've been saying mm. and i love how you switched very quickly to we because it's clear that these cards are not for me as an individual but back to mm. the, you know the conversation the collective we talked about ancestors leaning into their guidance you know stepping into what's calling to you um you know moving through perhaps as a doubt is a mask in itself right it's kind of wants to hold make you small keep you small these things that want to hold make you small stepping through because there's more and um that foundation is is i, I really love I, I like the idea that you know my mom is a foundation and her yeah. story can support others and, and that's why you know and the last thing i'll say is this whole book, I felt I channeled, right? To use Ooh. that, to sort of use that language. I write, I wrote it in my mother's, she, she was speaking. So I write as if I am, she is writing, right? Because she didn't have a chance to write that memoir. And it didn't feel that what was calling was me telling you about my mother. I wanted you, her to speak. So I made myself available for that. Um, in a way that that connection allows for and uh, I feel that um, I could I could you know I feel this story which came to me in itself and I share in the book as an invitation from her after she passed on to share her story and I was able to hear that going back to what I shared with you about listening deeply and always trusting what needs to be heard and with it said and um, that has led us to being here today, reflecting now and receiving these cards as a confirmation of what is. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, like I say, thank you for being. I, I thank you for coming into being and then within this existence of being like showing up as fully as, as you can. Um, and, you know, something that I take inspiration from and um i'm glad to have been connected with you and you know to support you and support each other 
on this journey of discovering what whatever whatever is next whatever is next we we mm. go forward and i feel like we go forward with love having met another person who i feel like you know we're we're, we're doing what we need to do love the sound of that yes, yes. some support the you know the together the unity the strength in numbers the the thousand Buddhas, different ways to speak to needing each other, being stronger together, building on each other and flowering in oneness and messing up my metaphors, but the point <laughs> is, I, I'm such a believer. <laughs> I embrace it all. I love it. I love it. So um, on a practical level, practical level, I know yeah. that we, um, in the UK, you're, um, we don't have your edition out yet, but we can still order on Amazon. Right? Correct. You do have, have access to it on amazon.co.uk. Yeah, we, so we have access to it there. So that's where I'm directing the listeners to because, um, you know, I know that usually we get um, a UK publisher that's also doing the things over here. So in, and mm. I hope that that, fingers mm. crossed, that'll be in due course. Um, but for now, you know, everybody, just imagine the incredible conversation that um, Chidiogo and I have just had. Like, we, there's so much more for you to experience um, through her writing. So get on you know, wherever you need to get onto and go and get your, go and get this book. And I'll provide a link in the show notes as well from, um, you know, retailers that I found where you can go and get it. If you don't want to do the whole Amazon pizzazz, like you can go other places as well. So I'll hook you up with that, but thank you so, so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute honor and, um, I'm just thankful for you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Dalu Kilichi. I am grateful. And so, blessed by this meeting Woo. so i hope you enjoyed that um i'll put the sh- in the show notes i will put the link that chidiogo provided for where you can get the book um where you can buy i am because we are so let's support the thing i don't know when an, a british publisher is going to be picking it up but that doesn't mean we can't buy it and um and really like live you know, Dora experienced Dora's life as it's told, as it's channeled by her daughter Chidiogo. I think that, yeah, it's just a, oh, it's a beautifully haunting um, kind of thread of uh, of um, existence. Ah, I it oh, it really, really moves me. Really, really moves me. So thank you, Chidiogo, for um, you know being a guest and for chatting with me. It was a really brilliant to talk to you. Um, and yeah, and I and I look forward to connecting more and deepening the conversations. Um, yeah, that's how I feel about that. So yeah, I really appreciated having that conversation. And big up yourself, Annie, for um, knowing the things that I like. Um, anyway, let me big up the first of this week's show sponsors, who are We Are Wild, and um, then we'll get on to So You Mad. Wild is the UK's number one natural deodorant company that focuses on performance, sustainability and style. Utilising the power of nature, they've created an effective, long-lasting deodorant that is free of aluminium and parabens, um, while still being cruelty-free and vegan. They've got a really cool, like, um, stylish um, applicator that you put your deodorant in because they can, you know, it's get, it gets sent out to you. It's made from durable aluminium and consumer recycled plastic to ensure it lasts for um, years and not months. Meanwhile, the 
like the deodorant refills are 100% biodegradable, recyclable and plastic free, uh, making it a world first design and raising the bar for sustainability and shaking up the throwaway culture of everyday bathroom products. Because I know I look around my bathroom and I'm like, rah, there are so many things here that could be simplified so there's just not so much waste and wild are doing that so wild offers a wide range of scintillating scents such as fresh cotton sea salt coconut dreams which i really like mint and eucalyptus jasmine and mandarin blossom sandalwood and patchouli um and orange and neroli so there are loads of scents to choose from and there are different colors for the case colors as well for your applicator you've got different case colors to choose from as well so you really customize it make it feel more you i encourage you to make i, I mean i know that the majority of the people that listen to this show i know that your armpits aren't frowsy but for those of you who maybe need to kind of like really think about you know you know pers- persisting in um unfrowsy armpits for you know 2022 i would recommend that you try them out because they're doing good things for the environment. Um, so anyway, for the listeners, you get an exclusive 20% off your first wild deodorant purchase on their website, uh, which is wearewild.com. There's free shipping in the UK with 100% satisfaction guarantee. So use the code STRAWS20 at checkout. Um, so that's all one word, STRAWS20. Uh, you can use that on wearewild.com. So go wild today and get yourself this natural refillable deodorant that genuinely works. You can order by going to wearewild.com. You'll get your 20% off your first order when you use your code STRAWS20 at checkout. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's get to So You Mad. So the first story that caught my eye for uh, So You Mad this week is about Marion Hall. That is, um, she, is it Pastor Marion Hall or Minister Marion Hall, known to a lot of us as the Queen of Dance Hall, Lady Saw, but ex-Queen of Dance Hall now, I guess, because she's given her life to Christ. And that's fine. I've mentioned her on the show before how much I love her I think that she's one of the greatest artists full stop regardless of genre like Lady Saw is incredible absolutely incredible anyway uh Marion Hall as we are um, now referring to her said um for like four women of dance hall including Ishona Ishona are racing to hell she said that they're going to hell um, she says spice is greedy and played out that Shensia is beautiful but is nowhere <laughs> jada as in jada kingdom is weak and so well yeah she just there's a youtube video where she's dragging all of them and i'm just like but like how are you hating from outside of the club it's not even a case of you can't get in. You said you didn't want to be in the club no more. Like, how do you... Nah, you know how people tell on themselves, yeah? You said that you've given your life to Christ, that you don't want to, you know, you don't want to know no more. Like, um, you know, I don't want to be a bad girl no more. Ooh, ooh. I think I found a God I can give my life for. No more, no more, no more. Now whining in the club, whining in the club drop it down low, split in the middle. Sorry. Anyway, um, that's not an actual song. That was just my flow of consciousness. But no, I just think that, how do you know that they're doing these things? How do you know that Jada Kingdom is weak? 
I, I don't think that she is. Like, I love her songs. Banana, and there's another one. You want my... Mm, mm, that banana... Uh, uh, that's a big tune um yeah i like jada kingdom songs i like shensia's songs i mean i didn't like what, what she was tweeting the other day i just thought be quiet um and then i don't know if i like shensia and the i don't know if i like shensia and what's her name what's that one's name uh meg the stallion that long is that song lick uh, 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 put your back in it when they're sampling that I don't know. I just, the sample didn't work. Sometimes I think like when Americans try to bring um, a dance or vibe to some of their tracks, they don't always, it doesn't always hit. But then again, remember that I'm a Libra, right? And I can change my mind very, very quickly. So you might hear me next week being like, oh no, actually I listened to it in a different environment and now I like it. But so far it's not, it's not giving what it's supposed to give as far as I'm concerned. Like when you hear that, um, what is it, Shensia and Megan The Stallion are going to be on a track, you expect that track to be explosive, but it, mm, I just, mm, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that for me, or it, it isn't so far, anyway, she's come at Ch- um, Shensia, like, no, and then she says that Spice is greedy, but how is Spice greedy, fam, you left an open goal, you left an open goal, you said that you were going to go and hang with the angels, yeah, you are going to be with, um, um, what is it, Gabriel, Ati, 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 Mike Kelly, Mimo, all of them. You said that you were going to go and join them. So now what is your own about what the dance hall girls are doing? It's either you come in or you come back out or you stay out. You've got to decide, Marion Hall. You've got to decide because I'm tired of this back and forth. You know I need your music. You know I do. So if you're going to be cussing these girls like, oh, they're not doing it properly, then that means that you need to come and show them how it's done. But if you're not going to come back, then you need to focus on that pulpit, that altar and face your front, you know, like respectfully auntie, like you, you need to make a choice. You need to make a choice. And I feel like the tarot this week, even if you feel like it's ungodly, I feel like it's for you. Uh, Pastor Marion Hall It's for you because like, do you want where your money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides, or do you want to kind of just be there and, you know, be doing what you're doing? You've, you've got to make a choice, but you know, you can take your time. Why don't you explore the two? Why does what you were singing, singing about over here, like you said, man was the least of your problems. You said that you said man was the least of your problems. And then you went and, and, and chose Jesus over us. Like, why? Like, you were fine. You said your gynecologist bought you a new car. Oh, I just, you know, it hurts my feelings. I think that you should explore the kind of overlap as if it was some kind of Venn diagram. Explore the overlap of Christ and Tanapuri. Of brucking it down for the Lord. Like, why can't that be a thing? You know, like God resides in us as uh, like, as us, right? That's what that eat, pray, love woman said, didn't it? That she got shit that she gleaned from one of those, um, you know, teachers as she was like traipsing around the world eating ice, um, ice cream. But she says, God resides in us as us. That's what I got from that. Now, God would not have given you the sickening lyrical talent that you have 
for you to now be like, oh no, it's it's sinful for me to be able to to bad up the people them in this way. No, because there is something there. And I just don't know why we can't have both. I don't know why we have to create these false, again, these false binaries that it's either you're godly or you're this. No, like I can be godly and still drop a very, very sick split in the middle. Yeah, like just, oh God, it's it's just upsetting me and my spiritual homegirls, truly. But then it goes on further to say, that um minister oh, that's what it is minister marion hall has hinted that she will be pursuing publishing rights of which she was allegedly cheated during her dance hall heydays as lady saw um according to the crowned queen of dance hall all these monies will be put into her ministry to carry out the work of the lord as they are rightfully due onto her now i don't dispute that get your money but 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 isn't it part of the teachings that what that 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 kind of money if if exactly my point exactly my point if dance hall and them things there were so bad if your persona as lady saw was so bad right you shouldn't be taking any money from that because in your new life basically that money is quote unquote tainted right so you shouldn't be touching that money but if you're going to touch that money i expect a single if you go and miss minister marion hall auntie if you go and touch that money i better get a sickening tune because I agree with you, like, not to the extent of what you said, because I do, I have made, like, you know, I have made some great dance routines to the songs that the these other girls have been giving, but nobody does it like you. So if you're going to be talking smack about these girls, you have to come and show them how it's done. And if you're going to take that money, again, you're going to have to come and take that money with chest and give us a track. Because I'm so done. All I need is one album. And then you can do what you want. But you can't, me personally, you can't go and have the money if you're not going to come and give me big tunes. I mean, either way, the money is yours. Like, in actual fact, you can have the money, really. But I'm just saying that if you're really dead set on this route, um, on this route of like, this is this and this is that, then actually you shouldn't take the money because the money is um fruit from a poison tree, basically. So, um yeah. And staying on the music vibe, Adonis, who is Drake's son that he had, um, you know, a son that he conceived with um, some French woman, can't remember her name. Anyway, Drake put up a video um, a few nights ago where he's talking to his son. He's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. He just just looks like a little cherub with his like blonde curly hair. Um so yeah, he was talking to his son and he was just like, oh, um, teach me something in French or something. Or they were talking about, oh, you, will you be bigger than daddy someday? And, you know, little boys were like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be bigger than you someday or whatever. And he said something like, oh, tell me in French or whatever. He know, I think the, um, the boy Adonis asked whether to explain it in French. And so he explains it in French. And basically from the translation that everyone has been given, he basically says, when I am bigger, than you or when I am older you will die and um, go back to the universe and they always say that I'm I'm I've got this weird thing where I read like these freaky stories online about the weird things that babies say like they remember their past lives and stuff and they're like yeah they might a lot of them might be hoaxes but it really gets my juices flowing in terms of creativity and stuff and writing but um yeah it's so weird how like children very very young children before the age of like seven 
it seems like they still have access to this incredible like wisdom that goes beyond this realm but obviously because they can't um voice it like usually because they're still working out their language and all of that stuff they maybe might not be able to convey it or because of the ignorance of us us as adults who have detached from um that kind of um portal that takes us into these um numerous dimensions and various dimensions we don't understand or we underplay or we undermine what these children are saying but if you think about it like they have a stronger connection to so many different realms because they only really just entered here you know so they're still trying to configure um how they function in this um dimension so you know that's me on my woo woo shit right and so when adonis said that i thought yeah it's a it's a very simple concept like but you're asking me if i'll be bigger than you and what will happen when i'm bigger than you and blah 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 but the fact of the matter is that when i am bigger than you at some point you will die and go and be one with the universe again and oh it was so beautiful it was so profoundly simple and beautiful that it broke my heart because like i'm constantly these days i'm in this zone where I'm very aware, I'm hyper aware that I'm alive. I can't explain it. I'm, you know, I've said this to you a lot before. I'm still struggling to articulate it. But I have this sensation where I'm very acutely aware of being alive, but being alive particularly in this experience and trying to take in what this experience is. It's a weird space to be in. Like, it just means that there are some things that I do not give a fuck about um and other things that I feel more deeply drawn to and yeah I just feel like I'm coming away from being so integrated into the kind of agreed behaviors that we're meant to kind of be performing within this society because I'm like it's it's stupid it's really stupid i don't want to do it it's stupid because i'm it's not stupid because oh i'm of a higher intelligence than anybody else no no it's stupid because it means that we can't live as ourselves like we can't be vulnerable we can't show ourselves as we truly are like we can't show our hearts and so if we're not able to show our hearts then what's the fucking point of doing any of it right and so when he said that i just thought like right that is it because the more i think about being so acutely aware of being alive in this experience i also think so where's next like where where do i go to next after being here where do i go to next and then what is that experience you know and so when i heard that translation or when i saw that translation i thought but that's it you you go back to being one with everything but then what happens when this is no longer this? Do you get me? Like you're listening to this right now and then you look around your surroundings. Like what what happens beyond this? You know? Um, yeah, it's it's really been something that I've been thinking about, but it's not scary. That's the thing. It's not scary. I mean, sometimes if maybe I've got more worries on my mind, it can be scary because I'm like, no, but I need to be here. Like what will happen to my children, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren? Will they be like, I start letting fear try to take part in that conversation. Because again, when you start going towards that um, path of thinking in that way, right? you're slowly having some kind of ego death because you understand really that this all goes beyond you 
right and so then your ego kicks back in like it's a defense mechanism it's a survival technique right your ego kicks in is like yeah but if you go what's going to happen to the people that you um are quote unquote leaving behind although you're not leaving them behind right then you start thinking oh my god yeah 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 but actually no 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 because they are also part of this experience you know so we will all meet in one way or another again um and 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 we'll meet again because we are all of one body oh man collector you're a don philosopher tings philosopher tings hey philosopher ben's panani philosopher yes whoo anyway (laughs) don't worry it also worries me how i'm able to switch from things to things but yeah i just thought that was so insightful from adonis and it's a beautiful name for him anyway because he's a beautiful boy um but then when he needed to translate it back to english for drake he was like oh yeah because then he didn't say die instead he said one day you will be broken um and i thought whether he didn't know the translation or wanted to soften the blow for his dad but um but then i thought about that even the choice of choosing broken instead of die right is the fact that we we do break open right we do break open because the this physical body is a shell for this expansive um you know force that is our souls right and so when you do you know transition and you go on to the next realm it is as if your body breaks open so your soul can then come into its full expanse so um or its full expansiveness so i yeah i thought that that was interesting to behold um and obviously everybody else is enjoying it online as well because it is so profoundly just like cute it's really really cute but i am interested to learn more about you know what children of that age kind of what they what they are able to hold on to and what they end up sharing um before they you know forget um yeah so that's that was insightful on his part um we're moving slowly away from music but we're still talking about it in one way or another spotify so Spotify are going through it. Ooh. Oh, and thank you, by the way, for all of you that have been reviewing and rating the podcast. I really appreciate that. But yeah, anyway, Spotify have been going through it. Why? Because of Joe Rogan. Now, the thing is, I, I see this name around all of the time, but I've got to admit to you, I don't actually know who Joe Rogan is. Like, you know, like when you're in a certain space, like podcasting, you're doing this, you're doing that. Everyone's like, oh my God. But you know, like Joe Rogan, he got like the biggest contract with Spotify, like exclusive deal and da, 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 da. And I get it. Like I, I hear it, but it doesn't move me to know more about him because I just instinctively know that he's not for me. So anyway, people are pulling their songs. Oh, they're pulling their songs. They're pulling all sorts off Spotify because they uh, Spotify refuses to acknowledge that Joe Rogan is saying some wild things on his podcast. Is it the Joe Rogan experience? Um, they've lost Spotify as in have lost um, more than two billion dollars in market value following all of this controversy. And I think that it's actually going to get worse because at the time of recording, I think Brene Brown is also pulling her um work her podcast and all of the things that she's done she wants to or some of the things that she's done she's um planning to pull it off spotify as well while they're supporting this fuckery so from what i read it says spotify has lost more than two billion dollars in market value after neil young removed his music from the streaming giant to protest vaccine misinformation being shared on joe rogan's podcast um 
Young announced he'd be pulling his music off the streaming service uh, last week. He said Spotify was spreading false information about COVID-19 vaccines by supporting anti-vax podcasts like the Joe Rogan Experience. He said, I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading false information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. Um, They can have Rogan or Young, not both. Uh, Well, Spotify chose Rogan. They were like, that's, we're not, you know, we're not getting rid of whatever it is that he said. Um, Spotify shares dropped by 6% from January 26th to 28th after Young pulled his music from the platform. The streaming service had already seen its stock prices drop since the start of 2022, reporting 25% decrease in share values as of January 25th. A broader market upturn on Friday saw Spotify stocks recover slightly at $172.98 per share. But that was before Joni Mitchell announced that she'd also be removing her music from the platform. Uh, uh, She said, irresponsible people are spreading lies that are costing people their lives. I stand in solidarity with Neil Young and the global scientific and medical communities on this issue. Others in the music industry have also weighed in on the debate with Catherine Mayer, the widow of Gang of Four's Andy Gill, criticising Spotify for um, platforming anti-vax sentiments. Rival streaming services, Tidal and Apple Music, are also expressed support for Young. But of course you lot would, because you didn't get Joe Rogan's podcast. Um and took the opportunity to promote his music on their platforms. However, some backed Spotify for hosting Rogan's show, including Disturbed's frontman David Draymond, who applauded it for not capitulating to the mob. Um, It's not the first time Spotify has been criticised for Rogan's content. Earlier this month, uh, 270 scientists wrote a letter to the platform over the podcast host Dangerous COVID-19 Misinformation, They cited a December episode of the show in which Rogan interviewed medical doctor Robert Malone, who claimed Americans were being hypnotized into wearing masks and getting vaccinated. They said by allowing the propagation of false and societally, uh, what's it, um, and societally harmful assertions, Spotify is enabling its hosted media to damage public trust in scientific research and sow doubt in the credibility of data driven guidance offered by medical professionals. Um, now this is the thing, me personally, you lot can do what you want. You want to get vaccinated. You don't want to get vaccinated. That's your personal problem. That's your personal like prerogative. Like you do it when you want to do it. But I feel like in the hysteria, some people are missing certain points. They're missing certain things. Like when we're talking about our medical staff or NHS staff need to get the COVID vaccine because, um, or they'll be fired from their jobs. But remember that if you know anything about being an NHS professional, there are other vaccines that you need to get, like you need to get them too, for the sole purpose that you are protected against some of the, well, quite um, a lot of the diseases that you might interact with within the hospital space. So they're not forcing you to get it as this sort of like um, authoritarian um, fuckery. It's because there's more protection for you in theory if you were to interact with that disease or with that virus the same way like my mum needs to go and get this bcg rare 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 rare, rare hep c hep t whatever they call them things there they need to go and get all of them vaccines because then we know that you are safe when you are doing your job so 
when people are like, oh, they're forcing the NHS professionals to get the vaccine or they're going to lose their job. Yeah, but that was, a, that was a term of your employment. So actually, like, let's be clear on things. Like, you can say like, oh, you don't want to get this, you, but be clear on what you are saying. You knew that that was part of the terms of your employment because you've had to do it prior to that. You've had to get other vaccines, right? So the day-to-day person that's like, oh, I don't want to do it. Again, like I said, that's your business, Right. But I just think in certain situations, we need to be clear on what the narrative is because I don't think enough information is being provided about or context is being provided about these things. As for Joe Rogan, I feel like even beyond the vaccine stuff, I feel like he's a he's a waste guy anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised that this is, you know, what is happening. Um, but then again, to be honest, I don't know what Spotify is meant to do i mean there are people who say very problematic shit on their podcast apart from anti-vax stuff um so does spotify go and pull all of them down i mean in my mind i would say yes but then like yeah it's just it, it just gets really complex i'd love to hear your thoughts on it but i do feel like it gets really complex where are we saying that they pulled that episode down or does he have to edit and take out those bits where he said those things like what are we saying and then what are people allowed to say on their platforms again i don't believe in spreading misinformation that can cause harm to you know to people and you know to to anyone really i don't believe in that but i just feel like from their corporation's perspective like that will set a precedent for what goes on to happen with other people's podcasts you know so i'm just not quick to judge i basically said all of this to say i don't know i don't always well i rarely have the answer but i'm definitely saying that in this case i don't actually have the answer i'm just thinking out i'm thinking out loud you got fucked right where you are yeah i don't know what the answer is i'm just you know thinking out loud and letting you know but um, i'd love to hear your views on it because it is a complex one and i'm just trying not to rush to judgment on any side of the argument but um i but what we can be sure of is i my vibes my vibe check says i don't like joe rogan so that's that and it's also the fact of like they for them to get his podcast exclusively right what what do people find so interesting about him that that pod um that spotify would pay so much for him anyway like they paid so much to have this exclusive podcast with him they're thinking about their investment you know they're thinking about their investment and all of that stuff so they're not going to be quick to criticize him they're not going to be quick to try and get on his you know get on his case because they put a lot of money into getting him so yeah it's all very higgy and it's all very haggar uh then the next story that i saw that, that i thought was really funny was about jamie oliver r.i.p to a lot of his restaurants um yeah so jamie oliver um has reportedly revealed that he employs cultural appropriation specialists to check his recipes to avoid potential insensitivities you know what i love that for him I'm going to read more into it, but I love that for him because after he made that jollof rice that he put peas and was it peas and carrots and, and all sorts into it and people flogged him upon the net. I think like, yeah, that is what you should do. You should go and research, um, you should go and research, um, recipes and, and not commit sacrilege when you're making people's recipes. Don't just go and add any shit that you like just cause you want it in there. If you're going to make their food, you make their food. And if you're going to add shit, 
keep it to yourself don't come and post it keep it to yourself because it just gets very offensive basically you can't call it jollof rice and it's looking like paella um anyway it says here tv chef jamie oliver has come under fire in the past for products such as punchy jerk rice oh i forgot about that one (gasps) god and a recipe for jollof rice and he's not the only one with gordon ramsay nigella lawson and even marks and spencer um also having faced criticism over their versions of traditional dishes uh the the tv chef was asked about the issue of foreign cuisines and cultural appropriation in a new interview with the um um this newspaper's um culture the sunday times culture segment um in 2018 oliver was forced to defend the name of his punchy jerk rice claiming it was highlighting it that it highlighted his culinary inspiration um after he got dragged by dawn butler in 2014 he came under fire for his interpretation of west african dish jollof rice speaking to the magazine he reportedly said he now employs teams of god the police will be running up and down every week every week but somehow they missed the party at 10 downing street nonsense and bombasticity anyway back to this he says speaking to culture he's um he reportedly said he now employs teams of cultural appropriation specialists to ensure he does not make any mistakes your immediate reaction and i've got to do it in his voice your immediate reaction is to be defensive and say for the love of god really he said and then you go well we don't want to offend anyone i think that that was good i tried to get his lisp in there anyway um Oliver also said his 2012 Empire Roast Chicken recipe would not be acceptable today. Um, the 46-year-old and father of five who rose to the um, to fame as the Naked Chef in the late 90s and went on to launch numerous cookbooks and several TV shows is not the only famous cookery star to, um, or a major brand to have been accused of cultural appropriation. In 2019, Gordon Ramsay's pan-Asian restaurant Lucky Cat in London's exclusive Mayfair was criticised by a food critic while earlier that year Marks and Spencer was accused of cultural appropriation appropriation after it released a vegan wrap um, labelled as biryani. In 2017 Nigella Lawson was mocked by Italians after sharing a recipe for um, spaghetti carbonara using the non-traditional ingredient of cream. I mean I think it's fair to get dragged if you're making other people's foods and you're making it like a mad person with no home training leave the food alone unless you're going to honor it and make it the way that it's meant to be made and another conversation well the main conversation that we need to be having here when we are talking about cultural appropriation is that the people who are of these cultures rarely get to make the same amount of money that you make from stealing their things or from appropriating their things even if it's not necessarily stealing but you're appropriating their things and then you're making more money um, than them yours is not authentic because you always miss things out you just do and it's not in you it's not in you like that to make it the way that they make it every tom dick and harry is now making buffalo wings up and down um you know borough market maltby street market wherever you go everybody is making um buffalo wings this or this and that but let me tell you none of you lot's food seasoned none of you lot's food is seasoned your onion rings are dry everything is just tasteless but everybody's trying a thing like if it's not for you it's not for you fam so like I just think, like, let everybody get themselves in order. This one saying that they can't jerk. This one saying this. This one, oh, God. 
white people come to something they put their 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 twist on it and then they start making lots of lots of money but nothing will ever top the originators of that you know of those specific like those specific culinary kind of histories making their food the way that they make their food and if you don't like it then it's not for you it's not for you to eat their food and then go oh i think that this is a bit spicy i think i would do it different don't eat it then because it's not for you just leave it alone leave it alone so i'm glad that he's a um you know he's employed people to help him know whether the fuckery that he's doing is an actual fuckery um i hope that they're being paid well and yeah, I think that it is honest to say for sometimes when you do get criticised, the first thing you think is to be defensive and be like, no, 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 but I didn't mean it in this way. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, I fucked up. Let me go and do better next time. So I hope he does do better. And then maybe he can have some of his restaurants back. Um, the last story on So You Mad this week, Cardi B, I'm going to mention her later on, I think as well. Cardi B won her libel case um, against one YouTuber. I think her name is Tasha... Tasha K, <laughs> Cardi B and Tasha K. Ooh, the alphabet is fighting. The alphabet is fighting. Um, just bringing that story up here. Let's see what it says. Yeah, uh, Cardi B. Um, just bringing it up here. Oh yeah, so Tasha K, who the person that um, the case was against, she tweeted about the verdict saying that my husband, attorneys and I fought really hard. I want to thank them for their long hours and sleepless nights. Winos, it's only up from here. See y'all in a few days. Back to work. Okay. Cardi B Blater claimed a blogger made up harmful lies about her on the internet. Um, and yeah, she won her libel case against Tasha Kay, who she sued for posting videos where she alleged, among um, amongst other things, that Cardi B was a prostitute who dabbled in drugs and contracted STIs. Um, after a week plus long trial, Tasha was found liable on three separate claims and ordered to pay Cardi $1.25 million in general damages and $250,000 for medical expenses um cardi b called bs on tasha suing her back in 2019 when the blogger refused to take down the damaging posts cardi b even went on to on the witness stand during the trial and testified that she was suicidal oh god that she was suicidal during this period as a direct result of tasha's stories um that clearly made an impact with the jurors and they ruled in her favor um the judge said any potential punitive damages Tasha might owe Cardi will be determined in a future hearing. So these are just like, oh, then she might owe more, even more money. But I think that this is important. I think that this is really, really important because people are going to need to learn one way or another to stop spreading lies about other people on the internet and anywhere, really. They need to learn. And from what I understand, Cardi actually offered um, to to go through mediation. It's not like she wanted to bad up the woman for her money because more than likely, Tasha K ain't got them kind of pee. <laughs> Woo, Kalechi, you're hilarious. Um, she hasn't got that kind of money. She hasn't got that kind of bread. She hasn't. But the thing is, if you're mad, I will show you that I'm madder. I remember like years ago, well, not years ago, but I remember episodes ago when I said to you, like sometimes the dishes, the the and I not now say decision. The decision comes down to, is it a courting or is it a clarting? Are we going to fight about it? Are we going to meet up and fight? 
or are we going to meet each other in court? We're going to have to choose one because you, you, there has to be a consequence. There has to be consequences to the things that people are doing to others. So I think Cardi is a Libra sun as well. I could be mistaken, but we have similar, um, we have some bits in our charts that are similar from what I understand. Yokari told me this. Um, or oh, is it me and Nicki Minaj? Nikki Lewinsky yeah well with I have you can see that there's similarities in our vibes anyway Queen Radio but then I don't no I'm not gonna say that oh gosh (laughs) me I me too I would have been seeing libel case but but actually that he was convicted of that so anyway um yeah so what I'm saying is like is it a court thing or is it a clerk thing because you can't be chatting shit about people on the internet whether you think like oh it's okay because they're celebrities and you're spreading lies like there is there is no there's nothing to substantiate what you've just said but you're saying it anyhow because you think that nothing's going to happen to you and Cardi was like offering her mediation where it's just like I just want you to take the fucking post down and she didn't want that because she thought she was a bad girl she thought that you know nothing was going to happen to her now you owe 1.25 million plus 250k in damages like your children's children will be paying that off like all because you wanted to chat shit and and look like a bad man on the internet and that's why i made the song today your hairline's receding from the sides hello it's me i was wondering that if you'd like to meet to go over because sometimes i listen to that song and I hear what Adele is saying, but my mind has changed the lyrics and I'm hearing what I'm hearing. And sometimes you need to sing, you need to serenade the people that you're going to fuck up. You need to serenade them with a young song, with a young song and be like, this is what's going to happen. And it's the same one with the Fantasia one. When I see you, when I see you, because you're always on my mind and I'm gonna be right on time when I see you Batman when I see you pussy clot like honestly not ready not ready so I'm glad that um Cardi B won that case because when I get my money up oh, I know that there's a statute of limitations for certain things but let me tell you let me tell you now yeah let me tell you about a bad man like Oluwa Fumilayo. When I, let me see nonsense because sometimes I see nonsense and I'm like, this is a blatant lie against a baby girl. But I can't be asked. Money that I should be using for nursery, I'll now be using to chase you up and down in the court. Even if I'm likely to win, more than likely to win, I do not have the time or energy to be doing them things with you. And there are other things that I need to use like my material resources for. I'm not going to be doing that with you. But let me tell you, when my disposable income goes up, I will be a menace every day dropping a different pantsuit as I step up in that court because I'm like, this motherfucker is going down. Give me your house. Give me your house. When you decided to write that bullshit about me, you should have considered that you needed a house to live in. Give me your house immediately. Those car keys, hand them over. Hand them over now. I don't care. I don't care that you'll have nowhere to sleep or eat. I don't care because you should have thought about that before you let your envy of of me get the better of you. So big up yourself, Cardi B. Like twice in the twice in a row, I've had to mention you. But you know, you're when you're doing well, you're doing well. Please don't come and disgrace somebody now that I've that I've told you that you're doing well. Okay. Um. So yeah, well that's that. Anyway, let me um, finish up with So You Mad and um, big up this week's the second of this week's show sponsors who are Better Help and we'll get to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is great. I talk about them a lot on this show. Um, 
This month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. So, for example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable before you go to therapy, but that isn't the case. You know, it's not true at all. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse because then you have the tools to be able to use. Like, why do you want to wait till your house is all brought down before you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have been, um, you know, maintaining it and doing the upkeep all along. And that's why I feel like our minds are like that sometimes it's like a it's like a house and you have to check in in the rooms make sure everything's good make sure that it's getting sunlight that you're addressing things that you look at the you know rooms you haven't been into in a while make sure it's not dusty filled with cobwebs in that and make sure that you know it's inviting it's inviting for you and it feels comfortable for you to reside in like you want to be able to be there within your mind and and know that you feel okay so um yeah um I mean obviously there's another myth like therapy is for crazy people that's what some people think but therapy doesn't mean something is wrong quote unquote with you it means that you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them not to avoid them so yeah better help is a customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to you know you don't have to go into some degga degga waiting room um it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours so give it a try and you'll see why two million people have used better help online and i feel like if you do as well maybe you won't be writing nonsense about cardi b online that's going to get you sued so um consider that like i said this podcast is sponsored by better help and say your mind listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind that's better h-e-l-p.com slash your mind so go and get yourself involved all right let's get to straw of the week aka suck your mum oh all right so i've got letters let's start with this one it says here dear kelechi hope you're well blessed and taking breaks because you more than deserve it i hope that your son is relaxed and happy i see how hard you work and i know that g-wagon is on the way i share oh yes I pray that grace continues to follow you and God's light continues to shine through you. I pray that your tongue continues to sharpen like my grandfather's cutlass <laughs> to cut these bad mind people on Beyonce's internet down to size. My straw of the week goes to multiple people. First, the man who approached us in Soho, Chinatown, for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee video compilation. He asked us to share what immigrants have contributed to society sir respectfully god will judge you and this useless country we get to that we call great britain Uluriri. um alashiju alai oshi yes all correct african decorum and a busy schedule were the only things holding our tongue that day um Second, the people at my workplace and around the world that take the fucking piss with Africa. I'm so fucking tired of being the butt of the joke in every situation. I had a colleague complain for 10 minutes straight about how dirty the African side of Peckham was and that she only liked the place where the white people were living and turned around and said, I'm only joking, hashtag Black Lives Matter. This person is old enough to be my mother, by the way. People make these jokes 
Nigerian prince, not caring about the hurdles that Africans must overcome every day whilst they get to glide through life, reaping the benefits of imperialism and colonialism, whilst our parents, grandparents and older generations have gen- have literally slaved to try to escape and provide better lives. My last straw of the week goes to hashtag secure the tribe, hashtag Africans and African Americans and hashtag ask Tariq Nasheed anything. The CIA pulled triple shift with those spaces. This divisive rhetoric is getting old and exhausting. I listened to these spaces over three days and my mental health was seriously struggling as the anger in my belly was bubbling with brief moments of relief when you came on and the British girl calling them crusty porch monkeys. <laughs> the British girl calling them crusty porch monkeys as Nigerians say, laugh one, kill me, die. <laughs> Anyway, Kalechi, I pray for your continued success and pray that God continues to protect and care for you and your family. Looking forward to the live show, A Baby Girl on the Edge. Oh, I feel you. I feel you because people love to try it. People love to try it. And that Tariq Nasheed nonsense. I'm glad I, you know, managed to go on the stage quickly and just tell him about himself because I say this often, but you know, some of these men that run their mouth online, if they were to have a one-to-one conversation with me, like in person, they wouldn't be able to say much. They rarely have things to say because they'll get batted up, you know? And so even just that in that instance of being in that Twitter space, he couldn't argue against my logic because you're saying that, oh, you know, as black Americans, like what do black Americans get out of immigration? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You, you, some of you spew the same white supremacist rhetoric as the white people that you swear down that you're trying to fight. So many people are concerned about, oh, you know, white people, white people, white supremacy. Also make yourself very, very concerned about black people and internalized white supremacist ideology, because that's where you're going to get fucked up and your hashtag black love will not work. And I keep saying that to you lot, that it's not about just, it's not just about the skin of the person or the ethnicity of the person that you choose to be with. What you should be concerned about is whether white supremacy is thriving in your home. And that doesn't necessarily need to have white people in your home for that to be the case. So really sit down and ask yourself what the fuck you are doing. Okay. Um, so that was the first straw of the week. And then the second straw of the week, what have we got here? Where did I see it? Oh yeah, here we go. Um, hello dear Kalechi. I typically don't listen to SYM on Mondays because listening as soon as it drops means I have to wait six more days for the next episode, which really sucks since this is my favorite podcast ever. Oh, thank you. But I'm so glad I did because not only did the tarot resonate so deeply with me, but your first share your magnificence, which talked about motherhood and parenting touched on so many concerns I've had about becoming a mother myself. You are an oracle and a treasure and I deeply appreciate the guidance you offer us weekly. So I believe the letter belongs in So You Mad or even Straw of the Week. I wanted to write in to offer another perspective to the Cardi story you covered. I typically wouldn't do this, but as a Gambian who was born and raised in the Bronx, I really think it's important that the global public really understand the global black public really understand the depths of this tragedy your comparison to grenfell was spot on because ever since news broke of this fire the connections and similarities to grenfell have been undeniable 17 people died in that fire and 15 of them were gambian mothers fucking hell 
um, Gambian mothers, fathers and children and two were Malian. Um, dozens of the victims remained hosp- remain hospitalized in critical condition. The fire impacted a community of working class black and, La- and Latinx folks, um, particularly the migrant community. A non-profit organization of Gambian youth known as the Gambian Youth or- um, Organization, GYO, came together to raise over a million dollars, hold community forums, provide translation services to the impacted families and provide much needed resources for the survivors as they navigate this unimaginable loss. Cardi B's efforts were definitely heartfelt and important, but by the time she decided to donate, the victims were already buried and or on their way back home from proper burials. The funerals were paid for already by other community organisations. Muslims don't play around. We bury our deceased very quickly. While Cardi may not have been aware of this fact, folks have urged her to take her money away from the mayor's fund and distribute it directly to the impacted families. Eric Adams is NYC's, like New York City's, second black mayor. He's a lifelong police officer and a fan of big money and corporations. Since being in office, he has hired his brother to a high-ranking position in the New York Police Department, has insulted those he deems to be low-level workers, and has refused to take um, to work with teachers and students to address the ongoing pandemic and to provide alternative learning opportunities, even while our teachers and students are catching COVID at record numbers. And this is all within just 24 days in office. He has also attended a number of press conferences in response to the fire blaming the victims for not closing the um, for not closing the door when they were evacuating um even though the doors were supposed to shut automatically to prevent fires from spreading to top it all off the landlord and the private owner of the building worked on his transition team in the weeks leading up to his mayoral inauguration new yorkers do not fuck with eric adams eric adams shouldn't be soliciting donations to his mayoral fund to address the needs of these families not in the wealthiest city in the united states he decided to create a fund only after gyo fund raised a million dollars and his funds aren't going to the families The funds will go directly into business and groups he deems worthy. And then those groups will help out the families. It's all straight bullshit. Now, back to the fire. The call for Cardi to redirect her funds is important because currently most of the 120 families affected by the fire are homeless and living in hotels which aren't guaranteed and these families will soon be redirected to the city's overcrowded and dangerous shelter system. Many people lost everything and are too traumatised to return to the building. In one of the richest cities in the world, our mayor and the owners of the buildings are refusing to utilise the many empty buildings that are sitting idly around um, to house these families and have instead spent the past two weeks blaming them for these systemic failures. Had these families lived in another wealthier zip code, this would never have happened. The, uh, the call for accountability is loud and clear. The fight will be a long one, but we cannot allow the mayor, other elected officials and mass me- media to shift the narrative on this story. I really apologise for the length. Thank you for even speaking about this tragedy on the podcast. Deeply appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for sending that in because it's so important that we get, you know, I'm always saying it. This is why I ask you a lot, like send your things in because I'll go and find these stories and sometimes I find the surface story. So I'm glad that now we have even more information about Eric Adams and his complex self, fucking pussy clark, dickhead. Like, like you say, the similarities to Grenfell are, is startling and it, it just goes to show the contempt that people that um you know authorities have for poor people 
and for working class people it's disgusting and again a celebrity like Cardi who's just like oh I want to help and I want to go through quote-unquote official means feels like oh yeah I would just do it through the city but actually as you say no it should be going to the grassroots organizations that were doing the work anyway and not to this um, glorified police officer who's basically an op and um, people don't want him there so thank you for um, clarifying that. And definitely a straw can go out to Eric um, and his dickhead self and um, for the mass media for shifting the narrative away from the, you know, just the, yeah, just the, just the kind of like white supremacist kind of um, violence of it all. Like you lot will suffer because you are poor and you live in this building and it's your fault that you burn in a fire. It's your fault that you're injured. That's gaslighting. That's fucking horrible. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And then my final straw, surprise, surprise, goes out to the Met Police. So it says here, Met Police apologises to women for sexist and derogatory language in strip search. The Metropolitan Police... Um, uh, was it have apologized and paid paid compensation to an academic for sexist derogatory and unacceptable language used by officers about her when she was strip searched um what's that smell oh it's her knickers officers at a northeast london police station said to each other after dr constancia duff uh, was held down on the floor and her clothes cut off is she rank another said the met police um apologized to Duff, an assistant professor of philosophy at the University of Nottingham, after CCTV video capturing the um, officer's conversations was disclosed to her as part of a civil action against the force. Inspector Andy Donnell, um, um, Inspector Andy O'Donnell of the Mets and Directorate of Professional Standards told her, I would like to take this opportunity to sincerely and unreservedly apologise for the sexist, derogatory and unacceptable language used about you and for any upset and distress this may have caused. I hope that settlement of this claim and this recognition of the impact of what happened that day will enable you to put this incident behind you. Duff said, in every detail of the footage backed up... um, in every detail of the footage, backed up what I said in my statements for years and years. Um, officers, um, officers had claimed that they acted with professionalism, strip searching her for her own safety because she would not give them her name. There was um, such a barrage of misinformation that they put out that I actually, even though I was there and I knew that it was false, I had almost started to doubt myself, she said. And that is what gaslighting is, audience members. Um, it was such an effective gaslighting. There you go. We were just concerned um, for your mental health. That was why we had to slash slash for your own good, forcibly strip you naked and mash you up. It was so obviously not what they were doing at the time. They were doing it as punishment. They were doing it as intimidation. They wanted to soften me up and get my details. Duff was arrested on May 5th, 2013 on suspicion of obstructing and assaulting police after trying to hand a legal advice card to a 15 year old caught in a stop and search sweep in hackney allegations was later um, actually, um allegations she was later cleared of in court she was taken to stoke newington police station where sergeant curtis howard in charge of the custody area ordered the search where she refused to cooperate with officers in 2018 howard appeared before a disciplinary panel which cleared him of gross misconduct he argued the search was necessary to assess any risk duff might post herself and its chair concluded his actions were those of a responsible officer 
The CCTV footage now obtained by Duff of the police station custody area on the day she was searched shows Howard telling officers to show her resistance is futile and to search her by any means necessary. Treat her like a terrorist, he says. I don't care. In a cell, three female officers bound Duff by her hands and feet, pinned her to the floor and cut her clothes off with scissors. Duff described the ordeal with which left her with a number of vis- um, visible injuries as um, like a sexual assault. The CCTV footage then shows the officers who searched Duff re- returning to the reception. A male officer asked them, didn't find anything untoward on her ladies? And one said, a lot of hair. And the others laugh. About a minute later, as two male officers go through Duff's possession um, possessions, one asks in mock alarm, sorry, sorry, what's that smell? Oh, it's her knickers, yeah, his colleague replies. A female officer then returns again from handling Duff. Ugh, I feel disgusting. I'm going to need a shower, she says. You need defumigating, a male officer says. Um, another female officer asks her, is she rank? Um, the other says, no, she's not actually. She is. Her clothes stink, another male officer says. Is it? Her body isn't, she replies. The Met did not say whether any officers had faced disciplinary action, but said allegations of misconduct relating to the comments had been referred to its professional standards directorate. This investigation remains ongoing. But Duff said individual officers were not the issue. She says she um, she said the exchanges shown in the CCTV exposed the culture of sexualized mockery, the dehumanizing attitude shown during her strip search. Officers taunts um, of her in the cell out of view of the CCTV were worse than those captured on camera, she said. The crucial issue is that racism, misogyny and sexual violence are normalised in policing, said Duff, who has written widely on the politics of police abolition and the way in which they treated me. The fact that's normal is shown by the way that at every level of the system, it was rubber stamped for eight years. Because the, scrut- um, because the scrutiny is always placed on the person who has been subject to violent policing, looking for something about them, which means that they deserved it. Any way in which you have not complied or you have stood up to them or you have resisted is taken as justification for an escalation of force and violence against you. Duff's case has come to light as the Met finds itself under the spotlight for what critics have described as a culture of institutional misogyny. The rape and murder of Sarah Everard by a Met firearms officer, prosecutions of serving officers for rape and revelations of sexist and racist online chats between officers have led to renewed questions about sexism in the force um well really you know this is partly share your magnificence i guess to big up um constancia duff a bad girl like you a bad girl like you, a white woman doing what I expect of other white women. She was walking past. I wonder, I don't know the race of the person that they were stopping and searching, but the fact that they were stopping and searching them and she was just like, here's my card. If you need any legal advice or you need any advice or support, or she you know she was giving them um, a card that of somebody that should be able to help them, I imagine. But anyway, I just think that that's great. I would love for more white women to intervene. I mean, now that you realize how dangerous the police are, the majority of you are now realizing. I hope that you then think about other people who have been um, harmed and taunted and tormented by them for decades. You consider that now and you're like, oh, you know, the more of us that say something together in and, and draw attention to it, that will be better. But this was eight years ago. They really tried to play with a bad girl. They really tried to play with a baby girl and take her. They took Constancia, took her to the cell. And look at how, like people say, one person said, um, 
on because I'm on TikTok now and I'm making my little videos. One pussy clerk um, commented and said that the reason the Met Police is the way it is is because Cressida Dick is a diversity hire. And I'm like, you're a fool because no matter whether it's man, woman, cat, dog, whoever is put in these position um, or in these positions, they're merely a mask for the demon that is white supremacist patriarchy. Like anyone can be in the role the same way that these female officers were told by the custody officer or wherever the fuck or the um, custody officer on duty to go in and show her that resistance is futile they basically he told other women to go and torment another woman and them like dickheads went and did it so when you're telling me about oh well i entered the force because i wanted to be i wanted to be the change that people needed this is what happens you are not bigger than the force the only thing that you can do is support in the abolishing of what is currently there so we can have something that feels more community-led and community-focused and healthier than what the fuck is currently there. Because whether you like it or not, you will be complicit in one way or another um, in oppression. You simply will be. And then they're talking about her clothes in that way. Like, bless you for being able to, you know, get hold of the CCTV footage because surely, yeah, of course they would have to have the footage. I'm surprised that it didn't miraculously disappear, but it's good that they were able to provide it and they were caught on camera. And it's the way that these officers lie. He said, oh no, my officers acted the way that they should have acted. I'm glad that you got yourself a bad man lawyer and found out that no, they didn't. Give us the tape now so we can see what really happened. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, oh, well... And then you're seeing what he said himself. Oh, no, no. It's uh, a straw for everybody in that situation. A straw for everyone. A straw for all the liars. A straw for all of the people who are complicit in racism and misogyny and ableism and um, all the phobias, transphobia, homophobia, all of that. Like all of the bigotry. Fuck you all. Because now that you're seeing what's happened to this white woman, I hope you understand that there is worse that's happening to people who are non-white. I hope you understand and every week people are like oh but Kletchi's not all police okay but it seems like it's a lot of police so where do we go from here you know where do we go from here oh straw for them straw for them anyway that's that for this week's episode of um sym i guess yeah i think that that's it we've covered pretty much everything remember that the tickets i should have said it at the top of the show but tickets are now on sale for the live show on april 2nd that's saturday april 2nd i hope that you managed to get your tickets because tickets go on sale at 10 a.m monday 31st of january i'm very excited very much looking forward to it i know that it's going to come around like that um need to think about my outfits because you know i i love to serve a look so yeah i hope that that will be the case um there will be a meet and greet i think with the patrons at six I imagine someone's banging upstairs. I don't know what the hell's going on, but there'll be a meet and greet with the patrons at um, six, I think. Um, and then doors open at six thirty officially for everybody else with their tickets. And the show will then begin soon after. Oh, can't wait. Another live show. Mm, yeah. Well, anyway, as always, um, you can follow me on at collection of or at say your mind pod. I will put the link to um, Chidiogo Akunyili's book. Um, you can get that. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, big up better help. Big up um, uh, Wild for sponsoring this episode. And that's it. Yeah, I've been Kalechi Okafo and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Anyway, I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. 
It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy here Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind